The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In these times of rapid change, chaos, and crisis... A new wave of legendary leaders is rising up to answer their higher calling. Many are not famous nor have followers, though some do. They are brave individuals like you, seeking your highest truth and committed to deep personal change. Welcome to Legendary Leaders, Answering the Higher Calling, with your host Maria Danley. Here is the innovative support you've been looking for to become the legendary leader you are destined to be. Now, here's Maria Danley. Hello, and welcome to Legendary Leaders, Answering the Higher Calling. I'm your host, Maria Danley, and thank you for being here. Today, our show is focusing on the microbiome, the interdependent ecosystem that lives inside all of our bodies. Scientists are all abuzz today as they are making new discoveries about this ecosystem that lives in each of our guts. Scientists are realizing that it is the key to overall health, mood changes, energy, as well as mental function, and it is the missing key to weight loss for all of us who have been trying for decades. Here it is. So today we're going to explore what the microbiome is and why it is so important for you to be aware of its existence, and and then we're going to talk about ways for you to balance it and to keep it healthy. Our guest today is Amy Waters, a certified holistic health coach and author of Sweet Healing, Free Your Body from Sugar Cravings and Nourish Yourself with Divine Dessert. She's here with us today to share her wisdom about the microbiome and how essential it is to your energy and to your health. Now, I've been personally learning a lot from Amy about this fascinating new world within us. And my health is improving, and as I discover for myself how much nurturing my own microbiome is affecting my own energy and improving my health and my attitudes and reducing all my cravings and a number of other things, I just realized this is so important that I want to share this with all the legendary leaders out there so that you can have powerful keys to maintain your own energy, your good health, and your positive on, outlook on life, and also have that, that energy and stamina to get on with your higher calling so that you can forge your version of how you're supporting the, the not only the environment, but the whole, let's say, the um, how we're all evolving. You're, you're all a piece of the important evolving that is going on at this time. So actually maintaining a healthy microbiome is one way to support yourself so you can get on with that higher calling. Let me tell you about our guest today. Amy Waters is a certified holistic health coach from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and founder of The Longevity Recipe, and you can find that at thelongevityrecipe.com, where she offers gluten-free recipes and guidance to help others craft a self-nurturing way of being and a relationship with food that serves their vitality, lasting health, and happiness. Amy recently authored the book, Sweet Healing, Free Your Body from Sugar Cravings and Nourish Yourself with Divine Dessert. And Amy lives with her husband, Philippe, and her little dog, Emma, in Novato, California. Welcome, Amy. Oh, thank you, Maria. It's such a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm glad that you're here. And, uh, you know, the, this this whole concept of the microbiome, which I think in the future is going to be second nature to everybody, but right now it's just like, What? 
It's it's yeah. such a it's it's really a wild concept to think that we have a whole ecosystem of trillions of cells living in our gut, and we are absolutely codependent on each other. Will you tell us a little bit about it? What is the microbiome? Oh well, it's um, it's such a pleasure first to even get to talk about this because it has been something that has been like this blossoming flower in my own consciousness about learning about what it is, and the more I learn the more it blows my mind in terms of its intricacy, its complexity, and how it affects literally every system in our body, and as you mentioned, including how we feel about ourselves. So um, it is absolutely my pleasure to talk about what I personally know about it and what I'm continuing to learn about it. But the first fact that kind of opened my mind to it, to just get my attention, was to understand that we are way more bacteria than we are human cells. So when I say that, I don't mean just way more. I mean 90% more. So we are more bacteria, 90% more bacteria than we are human cells, which basically means we are, there's 150 uh, bacteria to one human cell. So um, that's trillions and trillions. So it's not only the bacteria that are living in our gut, but they're, of course they're living all over in our body, but it's the ones in our gut that are doing all the manufacturing, that it's not just about digestion, you know, that I always thought that our, 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 the bacteria in our gut were just there to digest our food, um, and that's just only one of the very small things that, that it does. Well, um, I, I think we should back up just one moment because that is such a mind-blowing concept. And ninety percent of our bodies are made up of we're made up of trillions of cells. So these trillions of cells are not human. I mean, that first right there is is incredible because as yeah. we think of ourselves, I've, I've always thought of my body as filled with muscle and fat and protein and all this kind of thing. But you never think yeah. about that inhabiting all of that. 90% more of us is made of these little microbes and, and uh, microbes and bacteria that are swimming around, both good and bad. And, yeah, and I, I, th- know, I think that's kind of, my point. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's hard to get your mind around that. <laughs> it's really? really? It's kind of like also when you're told, when you're, if, if you've been into metaphysics or any sort of Buddhism and such, they talk about our body being more light than it is mass. I mean, that is certainly what Einstein proved. Um, so and that's kind of hard to get your mind around, too. And it's it kind of goes along with the same concept, that we are living life um, in, in partnership with these bacteria, with these or- organisms that have their own genetics um, that we are in partnership with all the time. And so it does, it, it's literally like putting a microscope to our bodies and going, wow, we're so much more intricate than I thought yeah. and interdependent, as you mentioned. Well, I, li- I liked that idea, and of course it fits in with the future where we're all becoming more and more aware of our interdependence with one another. Yeah. It's so easy to think of us as walking around as individuals, and I'm separate. Hey, I can do my own thing. I can eat whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. But hey, actually we are completely dependent, yes. Well, interdependent is probably a better word. We really wouldn't have a digestive tract or some of the health without that, without the microbiome. Exactly. Yeah, well, in fact, they've done studies where they did a study with some rats where they removed, they, they had the, the rats be born into an extremely sterile environment. They removed um, all the bacteria that they could um, from, the, uh, from the pregnant rats. And they, so these babies were born with literally no bacteria and watched how they developed. And they didn't. They didn't develop. Their livers didn't fully develop. Their brain didn't fully develop. Um, they they didn't they were completely malformed their bones um, every function of their body they really weren't a living creature they were just sort of a, a biological mass um, that wasn't functional so that just that that really does show really how how important these bacteria are and how we how we can now start to put attention on that to literally transform our lives well it's also crucial isn't it to just creating a, a healthy immune system I mean we, we oh, need the microbiome yeah. for our immune yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and then you know, and I, I know it's been said a lot. People already probably know that seventy to eighty percent of our immune system already lives in our gut. So what does that tell you? It tells you that the bacteria are in concert working with our immune system. There's a reason why our immune system's in our gut. It's because that's where a lot gets processed. Literally, nutrients get processed. Antibodies get processed there. 
So, um, yeah, absolutely. It works in concert. And without a strong, healthy uh, bacterial system, you won't have a strong immune system. They work together. Wow. Wow. Well, I mean, that that is an incredible thing to think that um, this whole living culture that is dependent on living inside of me, I'm I'm its host, but at the same time, I can't live without it. That <laughs> it's humbling. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's kind of. I found it for me. You know, I was always. I've always been on. A, you know, when I was a kid, I was always trying out some diet. Health was always something I was interested in. Um, so I was always chasing this diet or that diet, with, you know, finding that, that perfect diet that would work for me, and of course it never did. So I went from diet to rebelling from a diet to diet to rebelling from a diet, you know, a big rubber band all the time, feeling like I always had to control my body, you know, never feeling like I was in harmony. I just was never happy with that because I always had sort of a bit of a bloated stomach. My digestion never seemed to work very well. Um, I didn't know what to eat. I was confused as anything about what to eat. I was addicted to sugar, so I just tried to manage that as best as I could. You know, and just, and what the missing link for me was to understand I had this whole living colony of consciousness that I just had to get to know that was unique to me. It wasn't, it was, it, that's the one thing actually that makes us more unique than our genes and our DNA. We're actually 99% the same as human beings. What makes us unique is our microbiome. So that's why it's so important we get to know our specific microbiome to know what diet is best for us and how we can manage our lives in the most elegant, easy way. Yeah, that's really kind of hard to understand that some of our difference of who we are is based on the quality of the microbiome. Yeah, so yeah, what, because there's not really the, the DNA. It, there's, it, it's not that different, you know. It's human beings. You know, there's the color of your eyes and your, you know, your skin and you know the formation of your bones. They're not. They don't. It doesn't vary that much. But the microbiome is very unique um, because we are. We're constantly picking up bacteria. We're constantly, the bacteria only has a 20-minute lifespan. So the good, the bad news about that is that we can imbalance it in, within a 24-hour period with a lot of stress or if we get sick. We can throw off our microbiome. The good news about that is that we can transform it and balance it in a period of, say, three weeks. So because we're that flexible, we're this, it's this moving, living, liquid plastic energy in us that is changing all the time. Well, I, re- I remember the first time that you and I spoke about this, Amy. We were actually sitting up in the wine country having a glass of wine, and um, Amy had been telling me about this for a long time, like the, the microbiome. She, I don't even think you used it, the word. You were just talking about the bacteria and the gut and how important it is, and she introduced me to cultured vegetables, and I started making my coconut kefir, and <clears throat> I had no idea that I was stepping into a whole new world. Don't talk about a new frontier. Yeah. It, it is absolutely a new frontier. But Amy, somewhere along in our conversation, I remember you giving me a clear idea that what it's like is that inside there, there's good bacteria and there's bad bacteria. And I, I got this image like we have almost like angels, white lights, white sort of soldiers in there that are, are really there trying to fight off the bad bacteria, the ones that are, are, are deleterious, creating all kinds of illness, and that we can nurture you know, the good soldiers in there so that they can get rid of the bad guys. And I, I don't usually like good and bad or black and white sort of analogies, but for some reason that got me so excited that, wow, I can actually, you mean I can feed all the angels and they're going to be stronger? And, and you mean junk food? Actually, that's the other piece that's so fast. Fascinating. I know I'm jumping around, but that the bad bacteria loves to eat junk food, and oh. all of the good bacteria likes to eat healthy food. But talk about that. That is mind-blowing, too. Yeah, well, I think it's actually, in, in, in our culture, I think it is a good idea. I think, it, I think it makes sense to us to talk about the good and bad, because that's kind of how we were raised, right? We were always raised that, oh, my God, you know, anything old or fermented, it's like, ew, gross, get rid of it. Um, you know, you don't want to risk getting, obviously, poisoned by a bad bacteria, which is understandable. But what the part of the conversation that was, was not talked about was the good bacteria that um, also form and how we need to ingest that as well. So we just got a relationship with bacteria. All bacteria is bad. You know, don't eat anything that's living. Um, 
you know, where other cultures really embrace that. In fact, um, not only do they eat kefir, drink kefirs regularly like the Russians. In fact, the word kefir means to feel good. Wow. Um, so they actually give uh, kefir to, to kindergartners. And when they all enter into the school, they all just serve them uh, the kefir as soon as they get there. And that keeps the kids healthy. They're not constantly getting sick from each other. Um, what is, what is so, the kefir, kefir doing? Kefir, kefir is a fermented, um, usually it's a fermented milk, although you can make, I make a coconut water kefir, so, because um, some people don't do well with dairy, even though a lot of the sugars, the lactose has been eaten up in the process of fermentation, it still can be some hard on some people. I do better with coconut kefir water, but some people do fine with milk kefir, which is a beautiful food. It is just full, not only full of the proteins, but... See, what happens in the fermentation process, what happens with good bacteria, is that they literally eat the food, eat the nutrients, um, eat up the sugars that are in the food, and digest them for you. So suddenly all those vitamins, the minerals, the the nutrients that are in the food make it much more bioavailable to us as people. So it makes the digestion very easy to go to assimilate these vitamins and nutrients. You get exponential amount of vitamins and nutrients when you eat a fermented food, uh, because a lot of vitamins and nutrients are too—it's too hard for us to break down if we don't chew our food well enough, or if it's too raw. It can be very hard for our digestion to break that down within the gut. You have to have a really—you know—of course you have to have a very healthy microbiome to do that, but. Um, it's much easier if it's already pre-digested and it goes in. And you, you actually get the benefit of all those vitamins and minerals. Well, that, that's a fascinating concept. I remember you talking about that. We, you know, we think, oh, I'm just going to eat a carrot and then I'll get all these vitamins. And you realize, well, actually a lot of that carrot is just going right through your gut and not being absorbed. But these little white angels in there, these good guys, they're digesting, pre-digesting all of that and actually creating more vitamins and nutrients. In a sense, yes. this is how we get more nurturing, isn't it, or nutrients. Yes, because not only are they making the vitamins and nutrients more bioavailable, but they're also providing these antiviral um, compounds that actually, like, uh, for instance, fermented vegetables, um, produce this really incredibly beautiful um, bacteria called plantarum. And plantarum is a very powerful antibacterial, um, an antiviral. So if you're starting to feel sick uh, or if you're going to the airport or if you come home from a trip, you're feeling run down, you can just eat some cultured vegetables. And it is amazing how it helps to wipe out any any bug that you got going on. It's It's really amazing. So it's... So it's not only exponential in terms of the vitamins and minerals, but it, it, it does arm you with this whole army of, of really loving beings that, that work in harmony together. And that's the other piece that I just loved when I learned about this was, that's why I think of them as angels of light, because they're communicating with each other. They're, they're actually saying, hmm, what do you got going on over there? Oh, do we need more B vitamins? Okay, let's make some more B12. You know, and they start making your B vitamins for you. They're working together going, what do we need down here? When it's in balance, you know, when it's not having to fight off lots of infection and inflammation that's caused by all the sugars that we're eating, all the, the, the terrible flours and fats. When it's given a little bit, you know, healthier diet, it's able to then flourish and be able to communicate really beautifully. That is so beautiful. And, you know, I think they're even calling it the, the second brain um, because we think intelligence right now as we, we, we have images that our body is, is bone and muscle and, and, and fat and protein, et cetera, and it is. But yeah. to think that this whole community of intelligence is communicating with each other and is working to, to keep you healthy, keep your immune system healthy, et cetera, and they're all communicating with each other. You're alive with this intercommunication system, and I think they're calling it the second brain, aren't they, Amy? Or- they are, because not only because of its, its intelligence, but that it also communicates with our brain. So it's actually, they've been saying a healthy microbiome is actually um, uh, related to depression or feelings of happiness. So depression can be linked back to an unhealthy microbiome. I love, I, I, chemicals I'm sorry. To your brain. 
I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. What did you oh, say? Okay. Yeah, it's just, just yeah, it's, it, it's, they are literally communicating with our brain, sending neurotransmitters to our brain, communicating. So, wow. yeah, I, it is a I, second, right? Well, Amy has been a friend for quite a long time, and I have watched her um, for years as she's been going through this change, getting uh, shifting not only her microbiome but getting into this world of cultured vegetables. and And I have witnessed you, Amy, where you've just been so contained with so much light and so much joy, and so clear that the positive future that we're all really wanting so much is of this is key is to changing that microbiome within. And I've watched you. It's just almost so filled with light and joy. And it's because so much is about your eating and makes it easier to be positive, right? Well, you know, I have to thank you for saying that. You know, I, I am so passionate and so excited about this because I've suffered. <laughs> I suffered for so many years, you know, <laughs> searching and, Feeling pretty resigned to feeling um, low energy, overweight, um, and and concerned about you know where I was going with my future. Both my parents had cancer, and um, uh, you know I had my own issues with digestion, and so I suddenly felt like with these cultured foods, this was like I literally feel like screaming it from the mountaintops because. It is the, it, now, it's not everything you do to keep a microbiome healthy is to eat cultured foods. However, it is foundational. And once you start doing that, a lot will just fall into place and make all the other changes really easy. Um, so I see it as the foundational step, and that's why I have it as the foundational step in my book of healing cravings, because um, we've got to get off the sugar, but we want to make it easier. We certainly don't want to feel deprived in our lives. And that's what I, other, the other piece of it is that I feel like, this is an answer. This is an answer. This is a solution. This is that one, that, that thing we've been looking for. It's not a magic pill, no. It's not um, one thing you do once a year. It's not a cleanse. It's a way of life, and it's an embracing that you are in partnership with a living being that you're in charge of, that you get to take care of, you get to, to garden, you get to seed and feed and, and nurture um, not perfectly, not perfectly at all. In fact, that's the forgiving part of the microbiome. If you are eating this way, most of, if you're eating healthy most of the time, 30% of the time you can, you know, go have that gluten treat, that croissant or that cupcake. You know, you can without any ill effect. And that's what I love about this. It's not about perfection. It's not a diet per se. It's a way of life. It's a, it's a perspective to hold. And it's it's fun, <laughs> and it it's really delicious fun. to eat this way. So yes, I'm, I'm over the moon excited to talk about it, and it has. It's literally transformed how I feel in my body and how I feel about my future. No question. Well, I know that for many of you, and I can relate to this absolutely. Growing up in a dysfunctional family, I think the one of the ways I got my nurturing was to was through sugar. You know, yeah, taking my yeah. nickels and dimes and running down to get my candy bar, and um, absolutely having to. You know, I, I would even find myself stealing Twinkies and and frozen uh, Hostess cupcakes out of the freezer. We had seven. Well, there were ten of us in my family. And, uh, you know, I just had to get that, that sugar and it was, it, it took the place of the nurturing that I, I thought that I needed and didn't have at the time. And I realized that, that what I was doing that whole time was, was I was feeding that aspect of my microbiome. I was feeding the bad bacteria, all these, and that's a mind blowing thing to think that those, the bad bacteria just love all that sugar and gluten and they want all that junk, which is great. But then I would be so hard on myself saying, no, you're not going to eat any sugar today and, and be so critical and hard on myself. And it was a real you know, eye-opener to realize and that, no, actually, I'm not craving that sugar. The microbiome, the bacteria the, in my gut, that's craving all of this sugar and all this junk food. And that, that's really an amazing concept, isn't it, to think that? It is. It is. It's such a vicious cycle, but it also takes away that that shame and guilt of you not being a strong enough, willful person to not eat it. You know, it's, you can't, it's, it's what your, everything in your, it's your, what your cells are screaming for. Yeah. So you can have more compassion for yourself. Absolutely. You can have more con- compassion. And I realized too that for those of us and many of us who are legendary leaders, and I use that word for all of you who are doing that deep inner work, knowing that personal responsibility and personal transformation is 
yours to do for you alone. And it is making a huge difference in the world. Well, many of us chose to come into dysfunctional and painful situations so we could overcome that. That was part of our journey. But we, many of us used that or some form of addiction to, to heal the or to numb the pain. And with this very, very important topic, we're going to keep talking about this. We'll be back. We're going to take a short break here in a moment. But just to think about that for a moment, I maybe my cravings are not personal. Maybe they're just part of this 90 tr- 90% of my body, these trillions of cells all screaming for this junk food. And I can turn that around by myself with a, just a little bit of attention and it can change quite quickly. So we'll be back in just a moment with Amy as we pursue this fascinating uh, topic of the microbiome and how it can change your life. So we'll be back in a moment. Thank you. We call on the muses of fire. Listening to Legendary Leaders with Maria Danley. To receive the answer to your most burning question, please call 1 866 472 5795. Again, that's 1 866 472 5795. Now, let's return to Legendary Leaders. Welcome back. We're here with Amy Waters and we're talking about the fascinating ecosystem inside your body that you may not even be aware of, the microbiome. And Amy is talking to us, sharing these exciting ideas that are happening that scientists are discovering and how important this is to you and your health. We were talking about this idea of the kind of good and, and bad bacteria and how they they kind of create craving in the body. Will you talk a little bit more about that, Amy? Yeah, sure. Um you know, what, what, what bacteria thrive on is sugar. And uh, when we eat the simple sugars, um, the ones that are just processed without any of the other nutrients, the, the bacteria that are, um, it, you can easily get an overgrowth of bacteria that just want to eat that. It's almost as if they're, um, uh, they create, it creates an inflammation which then attracts a certain kind of bacteria that then makes that inflammation worse. Mm. And so the good bacteria, you know, end up feeling very <laughs> well left out. They're not, they don't get to thrive. They get uh, pushed out and they don't have the same kind of communication because the neurotransmitters, it just doesn't work as well. The whole system, as you can imagine, if you put gunk, if you put a bunch of glue, in, say, a clock or something, it's just not going to work as well. It's going to have gunk in there. And that's what sugar and white flour, um, you know, so for some people, gluten um, can create. It creates like a gluey infection inside the intestinal tract, which is then very difficult for the good bacteria to thrive. Wow, that so. is a great that is a great image. I love that. <laughs> like throwing glue in a clock. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know how it moves around and has to and everybody has a little function and in fact there's this great little function in our small intestines where we literally have little sweepers that come in I forget exactly what they're called but they they have a little sweeping motion and their job is to come and sweep out any of the undigested particles because sometimes we don't, you know, maybe chew our food well enough. We don't have enough enzymes in our system. So there is undigested food that ends up in that small intestine. 
Now, if we get too much of that, we, we get SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And with that, you get a whole host of bad bacteria. You have all kinds of digestive issues, um, gas and bloating, and, um, and can, which then can, of course, turn into chronic illness that can, you know, move to your joints, arthritis, all kinds of things. Um, so, uh, and this little sweepers can't really sweep very well, you know. It's not like they've got... Um, lawnmowers in there. <laughs> They've got sleepers. <laughs> so it's important then to clear out these infections. And one of the ways you can do that is by using good bacteria, good probiotics. Well, I, I want to help those little sweepers. And, uh, yeah. you know, you, know you, you said two, there are two very important things here because I think science, the more I'm reading about it, is that so much ill health comes from inflammation. That inflammation yeah. is one of the keys to well, m- many of the roots to to life. It really is the core. Yeah, I didn't know that either. When I, you know, when my my mother got um, cancer about uh, fifteen years ago, and at that time, I hadn't really um, I'd done some study with health, but I really hadn't gone certainly as far as I've gone now with understanding how cancer grows and what it thrives on. And cancer, of course, thrives on sugar, and it's at its root, it's inflammation. And what happens, we, are, we constantly have inflammation growing in our body and our immune system. It's actually healthy to have that. A little bit of inflammation is okay because it sends our an immune response that then keeps our antibodies active and it comes in and it cleans up the, infl- you know, creates these little um, antibodies and the inflammation is healed. But if you get too much, of course, or if it gets chronic, if you're always in inflammation, the immune system gets exhausted and it can't do as good a job. And that's when you get cancer, when the immune system can't, simply can't fight off the inflammation that's, that they're having to fight every day. And so you've got to be, you know, once you become aware of what causes inflammation, you can start to help that immune system. And, of course, the number one thing that causes it is sugar. Sugar and stress, actually. I should say stress. Stress is number one. Um, mm-hmm. there's, there are people that can eat sugar and they don't have any ill effects. So, and I don't want to take that away. I don't want to make it all about diet. A diet is absolutely key. I think for my own, you know, spiritual growth, I see it as a symbiotic relationship with, you know, my higher self, with my relationship with God, goddess, is, is, is my relationship with my body. Um, and I need to come at it from both ends, both from the spiritual end and both from the physical. So, um, yeah. We, you know, we have a, you know, it's just, it's important that we have a responsibility to, to, to looking at this inflammation. Just like we deal with our feelings, we deal with our anger, we release our anger, our fears. We need to look at what we're eating that's causing those feelings as well. Well, it's so interesting when you think that there are these kind of angels and devils that are fighting it out inside, very similar to what's going out there on in the world. But yeah. when you think there are the little little angel bacteria going, please, please, can I please have some salad? May I please have some <laughs> probiotics, whatever? And you just start feeding them, and and the whole war starts turning around. I. Yeah. Now that I have had the, uh, I've had the experience of, I'm probably been drinking the kefir water that you taught me about and for at least a year, if not longer, and, um, making my own cultured vegetables. And the, the sugar cravings have gone away and they just sort of slipped away. I don't even know when it happened. All of a sudden I just right. wasn't wanting to eat any of that other stuff. And it was such a relief to realize I don't have to be so hard on myself. This is just an indication of, of who's winning the inner battle in my gut. And, uh, and as I started to just drink the daily kefirs, and Amy is, has all kinds of wonderful free information for all of you folks out there to learn about this, um, at her her wonderful uh, website www.longevityrecipe.com. And the longevity recipe. Oh, excuse me, sweetie. You tell us what it is. The longevityrecipe.com. Mm-hmm. And, and so it isn't personal. It's a question of I can start feeding these the good guys in my gut so that they can heal it. Can you tell us just a little bit also about the, you hear it all over the place now, people having problems with leaky gut and autoimmune disease. I know it, this is all related, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's all related. I know leaky gut's a big, big topic right now because they're seeing it's related to really so all the, it's, it's related to a lot of the, um, autoimmune diseases that we've seen a spike in these last um, 10 years with Hashimoto's and thyroid disease, if they're relating it actually back to leaky gut. And for those people that don't know what leaky gut is, it's um, to understand that we really only have one cell that separates our gut from the inside of our body. 
which is not a lot. I mean, that's small. Uh-huh. And there's a certain kind of netting. There's this netting that keeps the food particles out of our body and keeps it in the intestines and so we can digest it. And then, of course, the bacteria can form, you know, the good, healthy bacteria keeps um, has a, a little bit of mucus and it keeps things stronger. But if we don't have the good bacteria, what happens is the netting starts to, the, the holes start to open up within that little netting and that one cell just breaks apart and we literally have food particles that enter into our inside of our, our body, um, which our immune system then reacts to as um, with antibodies. They, they see it as a foreign particle. They don't know what it is. So they start to attack it. And so that's what leads to Hashimoto's, where, where our immune system literally starts attacking our organs. So, so many antibodies. Wow, I never kind of heard it that clearly. Because you always hear about autoimmune, I mean, this idea that the body starts attacking itself and attacking itself. But... I, I can see now why the leaky gut is so important because if it is looking at it as a foreign object, yeah, that, that I never knew it quite that well. That's a beautiful explanation, Amy. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. It just, it's like it just, you know, as you can see with any kind of system, if there's, any, if there's a, a, a malfunction in, one, any, in any area, in this center of our being, this really, this core manufacturing plant, if, there is, if there's a malfunction down there, if there's a tool that's not working very well, if there's a you know, somebody not doing their job, there's going to be problems. And that's a leaky gut is, is, uh, is a big one. Of course, it's a big problem uh, that leads to all kinds of problems. And so does obesity. And we have that as a worldwide epidemic. And in reading some of these books on the microbiome, I'm, I'm fascinated to see that, you know, this probably is the real missing link to the whole uh, obesity issue, yeah. which is that what is going on is everybody that is obese is carrying a, around a, an unbalanced microbiome. Uh, the, just that gut is out of, or that system is off balance. And this, yeah. when I read that and I started to understand it, it's just a light bulb went on. Like, oh my gosh, of course this is the piece that's missing with all these diet books and all this do this, do that. And we're sick of diets, so they just don't work. Well, you address the the this microbiome, and now you're talking. Talk a little bit about that loss, weight loss, and and obesity in the microbiome. Absolutely, I'm so glad you brought that up because, again, you know, uh, there's lots to say there. But okay, I'll start with um, absolutely. <laughs> the microbiome is out of balance with somebody who's overweight uh, or particularly obese. In fact, it's very difficult to eat enough calories. In order to maintain, if, if we were to just look at metabolism alone, um, it's very difficult to maintain an obese body um, if there wasn't something else going on here. And the microbiome is absolutely responsible for our, our metabolism. Um, it's actually what keeps it functioning well, and that's why when you do have one that's balanced, you don't gain weight with eating sugary things once in a while. I mean, I went to France. And I did not. I did not restrict myself. I let myself eat sugary things, fatty things. I ate whatever I wanted. Um, I didn't gain any weight while I was there. Um, and what I'm finding is that now it had its own stresses. There was weather issues and things like that. And so what I felt like wanting to do when I got back was to nurture it. You know, give, give it what it what it didn't get while it was there in terms of the cultured foods. But. Absolutely. Oh, see the see again the at the obesity issue because not only it's such a vicious cycle because not only is your microbiome out of balance and throwing off your metabolism, but it's got all the sugar in there, so you're craving all those yucky, fatty, chemically foods. Those are literally things that your body are going, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me that Hostess cupcake or give me those french fries. I need it, you know, and it feels good to eat it. It actually does feel nurturing because you are nurturing those bad bacteria. So that's why it can be a little mind, you know, it can make you crazy because it feels nurturing because you are nurturing those bacteria. (laughs) So when you start to nurture like you were talking about, you started to nurture this other these other bacteria that actually make your body function well, make you feel healthy and alive, you didn't have those cravings. You started to crave vegetables. You started, you're just loving those fresh, crunchy, all the, a variety of vegetables that you're eating. Or, you know, not that that's all that you eat. Sometimes, you, like you do, you have your wine or your chocolate or whatever it is you like to eat. It doesn't have to be so strict. Yeah. And 
you know, it's about what are you going to nurture in your life? What are you going to nurture? What are you going to pay attention to? And like you, I had my craving, and I just, I was a diehard sugar addict. I mean, I did, I just, I just never could imagine. And so when they just washed away, and I just was suddenly, you know, realized I hadn't been craving sugar for months, I was, I was amazed. I just, I never thought I would get there. I never thought I would. And then once you do, you have freedom to eat what you want to eat. It's not that now all you have to eat is vegetables, but you will find you'll want different things. And it's, it's a fun discovery. It really is. Well, we've all been trained as a, as a culture, especially the, uh, those of us who have been on one diet after another, and we've been doing all, wreaking all kinds of havoc, I'm sure, in the microbiome. But we've been taught to believe certain things. It is about calories. It is about don't eat this, don't do this, be restricted here. And in parts of us are actually starving to get more of the nurturing. And one of the things I love about eating the cultured vegetables and my coconut kefir, which to my amazement, I I'm sitting there on the couch at night and in the past it would have been, Ooh, what, you know, I wanted some ice cream or want some treat and actually going, Oh, I really want some cultured vegetables. I, I almost laughed out loud. Like what? Who's talking now? You know, you do, you start to actually crave the healthy stuff and you go, yay, the angels are re- winning this battle going on inside. And it's, it's a fascinating thing. And talk a little bit also, Amy, about the antibiotics and what that does, because that's with the more and more chemicals and more and more medicine that people are taking and antibiotics for everything. I mean, that is really screwing up the microbiome, isn't it? Right. It's actually doing more than it's really it's making it. A, a, I don't mean to scare. It is making a scary world out there because it's making such uh, drug resistant bacteria um, that, you know, you know, that can really take us out unless we have a strong immune system. So that's what we're seeing. We're seeing these flu viruses that are like, what? I've never been this sick or I haven't been this sick for this long or, you know, and, and taking you know, old people out, children out. This is um, it's because of our overuse of of antibiotics. Antibiotics can have their place, but in a very, very specific place, not as, you know, just the first thing to grab. There's so many other things you can use, and which includes essential oils, which is a whole other show, but just to say essential oils, oils are incredibly powerful medicine, especially when you use them in concert with probiotics, because um, not only are you using um, compounds, natural plant compounds that will kill the bad bacteria, but then you're also... Uh, reflourishing your system with the good bacteria that will help your immune system get strong again. So together they make a great combo. But absolutely, yeah. we, we have got to arm our and, and strengthen our immune systems. And the way to do that, number one way to do that is with um, not just taking probiotic pills or powders, which I, I do endorse those, of course, take those, but um, also eating the foods because they have a lot more in the foods, a lot more of the nutrition. And it's easier and it's delicious. I mean, I, I, one thing I like to focus on, because I don't want to give up my ice creams and stuff, <laughs> I like having ice creams that are filled with beautiful bacteria. So that's one of the things, that's why I wrote the book about the desserts, because I want people to also know it's not just about now all you're going to eat are vegetables. It's, it, you know, it's, it opens up a whole wide variety of food that you just didn't know existed. Well, I can speak to that. And on these hot summer days, I mean, I, 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 I'm a big fan of Amy's book. And if you don't have it, Sweet Healing um, by Amy Waters, A-M-E-W-A-U-T-E-R-S. It's right on Amazon. You'll want to get it. It's very short. You, you, you just keep it as a little um, a book that you can just dip into. But, oh, my gosh, her desserts are so good. I had a tea party the other day and, and made your, your wonderful, is it vanilla what do you call your cake, your your grain cake? It's so good. Oh, I think it's With the, the berry pe- vanilla um, cake. Well, or, uh, yeah. that that yeah. is so good. And even my guests who were fine with both sugar and gluten. They were going yum, yum, and they, they asked if they could <laughs> take some of the muffins to go, which, which they did. Um, but I have, I've had literally evenings where I said, ah, I don't feel like cooking, and I, I, it's hot. I just am too tired. And I'll open Amy's book, and I'll make her chocolate ice cream, and f- first of all, totally delicious, and then I'll go, oh, my gosh, I'm, having, I'm literally having chocolate ice cream for dinner, and I'm still <laughs> nurturing my microbiome. How the heck? I mean, who would have thought we could actually come around from sh- sugar addicts to actually having chocolate ice cream for dinner and feeling just oh. even more nurtured? I love it. I know. I mean, it's just like, 
thank God for Vitamixes and (laughs) thank God for people, you know, being the the, the pioneers in this. I mean, I've really learned from a lot of people in realizing if you can blend it, you know, you can hide it. And (laughs) so you can hide all these nutrients and and flavors together, super super nutrients. I mean, packed with nutrients and really feel like it's just dessert. It's just fantastic. It is, and there's so much hope in it. Well, I've also been reading a book of, of uh, Dr. Kelman. I guess it's, he talks about the microbiome, but that whole idea that once you have actually gone through balancing your microbiome, and it really is a matter of weeks, you can actually turn the whole microbiome around in about three weeks and then kind of boost your metabolism, which is a whole other topic, but get the metabolism fired up again. Once yeah. that happens and you're balanced in a matter of, of maybe five or six weeks or something along those lines, then you really can eat some of those other things again, but your, yeah. your microbiome is healthy and <clears throat> it won't, it won't matter. And I've loved that idea because it's like, I want to travel in Europe and around the world and be eating, you know, have all, go on those adventures and not feel it's sufferance because I'm supposed to be obeying some laws, you know? Well, exactly. And that's why I don't abide by a diet because eventually you're going to rebel. No matter how much you love the diet when you first start, eventually you're going to feel constricted. And it's really important that, you know, because I really believe we're always growing and changing and evolving human beings as human beings, and we want change. We want rebirth. We want newness and adventure. And Diet goes along with that, and I, I, that's why I don't believe in diets per se. I think it's nice to know your body and know specific things. Maybe, like for me, gluten isn't that great for me, but doesn't mean I avoid it at- entirely, but I do, you know, for the most part, don't eat it um, because I do better, and that's just the way I respect my body. And it's good to know these things, but it doesn't imprison me. It doesn't lay down a law, you know, and that's what they're actually, there's actually a new disease coming out where people are literally so uptight about being healthy that they're unhealthy. It's a disease. And so it's important that we actually embrace and not be so frightened to know our body, not to be so frightened to explore and expand um, and try new things with our body because our microbiome is flexible, it's beautiful, it's embracing, but we, it does need respect and honoring at least certainly for those three weeks and beyond to really understand how it works and to be cleansing. That's one thing I like about doing my cultured foods is that I feel like I'm cleansing all the time. It's not like i got to do my cleanse twice a year, which, you know, I do a cleanse, but I feel like I'm, I, I eat a cleansing diet, you know, where I'm always doing some form of cleansing just because I'm eating those foods. So um, it's a way to, uh, to keep your microbiome healthy all the time. It's not about being perfect. Well, you, you have classes, Amy, and I, I want you to share with our audience a way to go about this. People who are new to this, where do they begin? How do they find your classes? What, what do you suggest mm. for people just beginning? Well, you know, where I, I certainly, um, for people who, you know, feel like are go-getters and they can read a book and, and you know, get, get going, um, I would suggest getting my book. It's in, in, you know, for four bucks, you can download it onto your, um, onto your computer and, um, it's, it really goes through the recipes, the real simple ones, where I start with the coconut kefir water and a couple recipes for, for the cultured vegetables if you feel inclined. What I have found, a lot of people like, you know, a little bit more hand-holding. They want, they have questions that come up that they want a little bit more personal um, interaction with, and so I do offer a class um, where it's over the phone. It's a teleclass. Everything is posted online, so you have access to additional recipes that are not found in the book. You also are able to ask me personal questions. You basically get my ear and my experience on the phone. Um, And the classes are small, um, so you get a lot of personalized attention, customized attention. And you also get to hear from other participants, which I find really, always find enlightening, too, to hear what other people's experiences. So I do offer those on my classes page. that, again, that's thelongevityrecipe.com, and I have a classes link, and I have classes that, that I'm doing periodically. Um, uh, you know, I do them because I, I really do this business, I do this whole business as a calling. I do it because I'm passionate about it, and it's just been such an incredible solution for me to grow and change and feel healthy and uh, happy going into my future. I'm not scared about getting cancer. I'm not scared about getting diabetes. I feel like I've addressed those issues on a daily basis I do. Um, So I don't feel afraid of, you know, 
getting sick, which is a big deal for me because I have had a lot of illness in my family. So, um, so that's a way to stay in touch. You can also just send me a question via email. I'd certainly love to hear from you if you do have a personal question. Um, I have some uh, lots of recipes on my website that I give away for free, including the vegetables and the coconut kefir. So you can just go on there and learn how to make it and, uh, and see how it works for you. Try it out. That sounds good, and and that's the place I would start. Either either picking up her book on on Amazon Sweet Healing because it has all the recipes and making your culture. Just starting with that kefir, I think that's the easiest way to start because it's so delicious. Yeah. Um, but I want to thank you, Amy, for being on the show today because um, it's just been so fascinating as we're moving into this new world with new ideas. You've educated us a lot today, and I'm so grateful that you're my friend and I get to. <laughs> ask you all kinds of questions about this and I can keep getting healthier and I'm I'm avid about the, the microbiome and changing my own so I want to thank you for, for being on the show today and um, for those of you who like the classes do go to you, is it on the longevity recipe as well they can find that too the, the, class, the, yeah, the, the classes uh-huh. mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. for that we say thank you so much Amy we'll be talking with you another time thank you so much Maria such a pleasure always it's our, my, our, my pleasure too, our pleasure, all of our pleasures to have you here today. And that's all the time that we have today. We want to thank all of you for listening. You can also uh, please visit my own uh, new Facebook page. It's, it's for all of you legendary leaders out there by going to facebook.com and forward slash legendary leaders radio show. And, and please go there, sign up. Uh, we can start chatting there and tell your friends about it. It is brand new. If you have any questions or any comments about the show today, you can always reach me by uh, typing in Maria at legendaryleaders.com. And I'm always happy to hear from you. It's exciting to get information or let's say your messages. That means a lot to me. I love your feedback. So I want to thank you all for listening today to the Legendary Leaders Answering the Higher Calling. It is an honor to support all of you unsung heroes on your journey to become the legendary leaders that you're destined to be. And until next week, I send you my love and best wishes. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in this week for Legendary Leaders. Maria Danley invites you to join her for another inspiring show next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. Have a wonderful week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.